Wessie. Really? You bet your life. The National Broadcasting Company presents Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz show transcribed from Hollywood. Here he is, the one, the only... Well, in spite of taxes and smog, here I am again with a chance for each of our couples to win up to $10,000. And if any of them say the secret word, they win an extra $100. Well, Groucho, I'd like you to meet uh, Carol Thagoras and John Grobley. So, folks, come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide an extra $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. <laughs> Fagaris, is that right? Fagaros. Uh, Carol Fagaros, huh? Are you Spanish? No, uh, Fagaros is Norwegian. It means oh. beautiful hill or little hill. How old are you, Carol? 24. 24? Mm-hmm. Are you married? No, nope, single. Got a boyfriend? Mm, a couple of them, but no, no one special. What kind of victim do you have in mind for the eventual coup de grace? <laughs> Should your future husband have any special likes and dislikes? Well, I'd like him to be able to swim and to dance and to ski and to sing a little bit and horseback ride. You don't want a husband. You want a five-man relay team. <laughs> your name is uh, John Grobelli? Grobley, gotcha. Grobley. Can you swim, ski, sing, and are you a good dancer? <laughs> I can do some of those, gotcha. John, would you like a date with Carol so you can show her how good a swimmer and dancer and skier you are? You forget, gotcha, that I'm married. If you were smart, you'd forget you were married. <laughs> Where are you from originally, John? Uh, Elko, Nevada, gotcha. What is it like in Elko? Rather, Do they drink a lot of alcohol there? <laughs> <laughs> That's rather barren. I left there six months of age. Well, what'd you do then? Well, most of my life I've been going to school. About 20 years after high school. Boy, you must be thick. <laughs> How come you had so much school? Couldn't you get anything inside of your head? <laughs> no, I kept trying, Groucho. I went to Santa Barbara College right after the, I got out of high school. In a short time in the service. And after the war, I got Did a bachelor's Did you go to school degree. in the service, sir? Yes, I went to Beirut's American University in France for a while. What kind of a degree did you eventually wind up with? Tidy thigh degree? <laughs> no, I finally got a Ph.D. degree from What's Peabody that? College in Tennessee. What's a Ph.D.? It's a doctor of philosophy. What kind of a doctor is that? You mean if somebody gets a pain in his philosophy, he hollers for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, uh, a lengthy study of education and psychology, in my case. Oh. Well, how long did it take you to get your doctor of philosophy? About and what's ten... his name? <laughs> uh, the doctor took me 10 years and $10,000. And then they could call me doctor. Cost you $10,000 to be called doctor? Yes, sir. Every time I call my doctor, it costs me pretty near that much. <laughs> what do you do for a living, doc? I'm the dean of men at the University of California in Santa Barbara.
It costs you $10,000 just to be dean of men? <laughs> Imagine what it must cost to be, uh, get to be dean of women. <laughs> what do you think of the doc here? Uh, do you forgive him for pretending he isn't married? Oh, he told us from the beginning he was married. You're being mean to him. Yeah. Well, who do you prefer, Carol? Uh, me or him? Him. You and your education. <laughs> what kind of work do you do, Carol? I don't work. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> what do you do with all your spare time if you have no job and you don't work? I play tennis. Well, I play tennis too, but I always had a job. You can make a pretty good living playing tennis. Isn't that, is that your main source of income? Oh, no, I'm just an amateur. Well, answer my question. Is that your main source of income? <laughs> well, yes. It is. Are you any good as a tennis player? Well, um, in the United States, I'm ranked five and six in the world, and I've won a few championships here and there, and I just got back from Argentina, where I won the mixed doubles championships and the women's doubles. Oh, that's very impressive, huh? Do you have any outstanding style of play, like uh, Gonzalez and uh, Dick Savage or well, Kramer or any of those boys? Mine's a little cornballish, but because I'm blonde and I wear gold pants... Are you a real blonde? No. <laughs> I shouldn't be so honest. I think it's very becoming. <laughs> yes, I and, am uh, a real blonde. I admire your frankness, too. But even though you are lying. <laughs> now, what, do you, what is uh, about you that's outstanding? I know... I have a dim uh, memory of something about you that I've read about, but I don't clearly remember what it is. Well, I wear gold panties. <laughs> you wear gold panties? Mm-hmm. I used to play tennis, too. You know. mm -hmm. I was known as Long Draws Mark. <laughs> you always wear gold panties when you play? Well, yes, I do, but this year at Wimbledon, they wouldn't allow me to wear them. Why not? Is that because England isn't on the gold standard? <laughs> no. no, they said it might distract my opponent. Certainly would, I guess. <laughs> it would distract me if I was only sitting in the grandstand. <laughs> well, you're certainly an attractive and charming couple, and I've certainly learned a lot about the gold standard here tonight. <laughs> and a great deal about tennis. Now, let's play You Bet Your Life. I imagine you're a pretty uh, hep uh, duo here, and uh, you promised to uh, ruin me financially. Now, you selected hit tunes of the 50s. Now, this is a revival of an old tune made popular as the theme of a recent movie. You tell me what it is. <laughs> Bogey March. That's right. Uh, Colonel Bogey March or the River Fire. Yeah. Now tell me this one. It's the title tune of another movie. Human is 33 years in school. <laughs> oh, um... Well, it's, uh... The bell is tolled, uh, Carol. Yeah. It's Gigi, and you should know oh, that. Gigi, of course. Isn't that really Yeah, I know. The tune is Gigi. Yeah. Da-dum, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Uh, you now have one wrong. If you get the next one wrong, the game is over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get every confidence in you. Okay. And very little in him. <laughs> All right. Tony Bennett has a famous recording of this song. You tell me the title. Or they call her sugar? No, no. They perhaps they do, but the name of the song is Firefly. Oh dear. Why did you pick this uh, category? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Tuner. I want yeah. you to win some money. Isn't so now uh, we don't want you to go away broke. I'm going to ask you one question for a hundred dollars. You ready? No help, please. This is a toughie. This question is about food. From what animal do we get sow belly? <laughs> chicken, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Moore, but thanks Thank anyway you. for Thank being you. on with us. You bet your life. Thank you. And uh, out of it, actually. <laughs> Bye. Groucho, Rose Beal, and Ed Gilmer are waiting to talk to you. So, folks, you can please and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your bet your wife. Uh, life. Now, if you say the secret word, you'll divide an extra $100, and it's a common word, something you see every day. Now, your name is Rose Bowl, and uh, your name is Ed Gilman. Huh? Right. That's you. How old are you, Ed? 60. 60. What do you got to show for your 60 years? Have you lived a rich, full life? Yes, Groucho, I've lived a... What have you done, uh, Ed? Oh, that you can I, safely uh... discuss here. <laughs> I have been in the hobo jungles 11 years. A hobo? Yes. Well, that's a rich, full life, but it's certainly a bum answer. <laughs> what finally happened to you, Ed? Did you finally become respectable and a credit to the community? And go and hock for a house and a car and a refrigerator like everybody else? No, Groucho. I uh, still finally went to work, and uh, I was a professional butler for two years, and we saved a little professional, money. Professional butler? How much did you get then in the job? Well, we worked two years, and we, we saved $4,000. That's pretty good, huh? Now, what's the difference? I don't ever understood. What was the difference between a panhandler and a hobo? I thought a bum was a bum was a bum. You know, like Gertrude Stein. I don't mean she was a bum, but she wrote a, a rose is a rose is a rose. I still don't know what that means. Well, a hobo, he Are you paying any attention to what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope so, because they are not. Now, what is the difference between, the technical difference between a bum and a hobo? Well, Groucho, a hobo, he works for a living. And a bum, he never works. Now, let me get this straight. When you need money, you go to work. That's that right. That makes you a hobo. In no. that case, there are 40 million hobos in the United States. <laughs> and you just made a bum out of me. <laughs> now, Rose Bowl, that's a strange name. Let, let's get back to you. Where are you from, Rose? Well, I'm originally from Berlin, Germany. Oh. Well, now, when did you come to America? I came in 1939, oh. when I was 17 years old. Well, do you have a job, or do you just keep house? Uh... Well, I own and operate the Rose Van Horn shop. You operate on Rose Van Horn? What is that? What's the matter with her? Well, there's nothing wrong with her. I'd like to I... shake your hand. Shake. 
She owns and operates the Rose Van Horn Shops. Let's give her all a big hand, shall we? <laughs> now then, what are the Rose Van Horn Shops? Do you make roses, vans, or horns? Well, we are selling uh, contemporary furniture, home furnishings such as lamps, accessories, furniture. Sounds very legitimate. It Why is. do you have to use an alias for this work? Well, Grosha, it's not an alias. Rose Van Horn is my maiden name. Oh, but you said you were married. Yes, I am. Well, what does Mr. Van Horn call you? Oh, there Among is... other things. Huh? No, my husband's name is John Beale. I'm Mrs. Beale. My maiden name Beale, is Van Horn. You said your name was Rose Bull. Well, you said that. Oh. <laughs> your name is Rose Beale. That's right. Well, there's no football games there. <laughs> what kind of late wrinkles do you have in your selling? I mean, that you could stick the public with. Well, we, we don't stick the public. No, we, well, using... whoever you stick. <laughs> we, we're using a whole new concept. Yeah? We, we feel it isn't necessary to really throw out all your new old furniture and buy new furniture. Just throw your wife out and keep the furniture. <laughs> and spend a lot of money. Uh, you can get a new look and make it modern looking by just, you know, changing a lamp, adding a picture, adding a nice accessory, an ashtray, for instance. And you get exactly that same new look without spending a lot of money. What do you suggest I do with my home? Burn it down? Well, uh, Claudia, I haven't seen your home, but I'd like to come up and give you some interior decorating advice, mm. if you'd like, that is. And would it be necessary you? for you to bring your husband? <laughs> no, not on business calls. Well, this would certainly be a business call. Yes, oh, But I don't think it'd work out. I've had experience, you know, with interior decorators. You know, an interior decorator is somebody who wants to do things to your house that her husband would never let her do to her own house. <laughs> now, isn't that true? Oh, no, no. You're wrong, Groucho. Well, I uh, usually am, but uh, <laughs> I'm certainly willing to discuss it. Well, interior decorators are very valuable. No. Actually, I was just spoofing. I'd like to go on record right here that no home is complete without an interior decorator. You're right. <laughs> and to prove it, I've got a decorator hanging in every room in my house. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, you're a charming couple, and I haven't understood anything that we talked about tonight. You want to start all over? Uh, well, perhaps. <laughs> Anyhow, we've got to get on with the important business, so let's play You Bet Your Life. You selected plants, animals, and beers. That's right. I ask you some questions. If you miss two in a row, you are out. If you get four in a row, all right. You win one thousand dollars. Good. That is good. Very good. Good. Yeah. Very good. Wonderful. Good. What are Ayrshire's, Jersey's, and Guernsey's? Animals, cows. Cows is right. You now have one right. What do you call a male goose? Gander. That's a Newfoundland, isn't it? Yeah. You now have two rights. What is the plant where whose leaves are used for salad and whose roasted roots are used as a coffee substitute? Verstehen Sie das? What is used as a substitute for coffee? It's a plant whose leaves are used for salad, too. Chicory? Chicory? Chicory duck, that's right. You'll have three right, get the next one right, and you'll have $1,000. What do you call a male duck? Drake. Drake is right. You got four in a row, you win $1,000.
$5,000. You can keep it and quit, or else you can come back later and try to double your money. You may even get a crack at five or even $10,000. So go over there and sit down and think about it. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Bracho, here's uh, Rose Beal and Ed Gilmer back to uh, give you that decision. Would you come out, folks, please? Now, you won $1,000 so far. If you decide to try for the big money and you fail, you wind up with a total of 500 What are you going to do? I'm going to try. You're going to try to? No, Groucho. I You're going to quit? You're going to take your money and scram? Is that it? Right. Okay, well, that's your privilege. Um, goodbye and uh, nice see you. We're giving you two chances at the wheel, so think of a number between 1 and 10. 10. Now, uh, if that comes up, the big question is worth $5,000. Now, since you're only half a team, think of a second number for 2500 Six. Six. Six and ten. That number comes up, the question is worth 2500 Now, if any other number comes up, the question is worth $1,000. Ready? Ready. Give it a time. by a hair. Your numbers were six and ten. It lasted, landed on seven. So this question is worth $1,000. You ready? Ready. In 1958, Mexico elected a new president. His inauguration was attended by notables from around the world and was described on the front page of virtually every newspaper in America. For $1,000, who was the new president of Mexico? Think it over. What's your answer? I don't know it. Well, I'm sorry. The answer is Lopez Mateos. So uh, you missed it. So you wind up with $250. That isn't too bad. Congratulations. No, thank you. And thanks for being with us. That's the Groucho Marx program, You Bet Your Life. From March 2nd, 1959, in just a moment, we'll answer a question about the radio series Topper. I'm sure most of our audience will remember the television series Topper that was based on the motion picture film that starred Cary Grant and Roland Young. Well, the TV series Topper was Leo G. Carroll. A listener from Coos Bay, Oregon, wants to know who played Topper on radio. Well, Topper on radio was the same actor who originated the motion picture film role. That was Roland Young. Topper was a summer series on NBC and was heard in 1945.